0: The following content is provided under a Creative Commons license. Your support will help MIT OpenCourseWare continue to offer high-quality educational resources for free. To make a donation or to view additional materials from hundreds of MIT courses, visit MIT OpenCourseWare at ocw.mit.edu. We're going to start. I'm going to tell you. Why I think that organization of your code is like the bee's knees. It's the coolest thing ever. Uh, if you organize your code well, then you can end up having like not a horrible player. So, so let's, say that, let's say that you have, um, I think lecture three robot release is kind of long. Like I, I release some code and it's long. Look at all that stuff. I mean, it's especially large when you have 16 point font so that everybody can see uh, from back at the end. But it's just too much. So here I'm going to propose that you organize your code into, as you can see here on the left, many separate files. So this is, uh, I think it's Hightower's code. He's one of the he's one of the devs this year, and you can see here that his robot player, he's got you know his the package name and he imports some things, and right after that he's got um, he defines these new types like base player. Headquarters player, soldier player, uh, and encampment player, and each of these things is part of base player. So you can see here, base player is this public abstract class that he defines here, and it has certain things that he wants to use later. And then later, when he has other, when he has other players like an encampment player, he can just say, okay, I am going to ha- call this public class encampment player extends base player. And now this guy has access to all of this guy's methods. And he's also located in his own convenient place. So I'm going to post some example that shows how to get your code separated in a convenient way, if you haven't done that before. Um, but you've got, So you've got your code separated. You know, and you want to make your life easy. You don't, you know, you don't want to code in a way that's going to make it hard for you to make changes and make updates. Uh, Steven Archangeli, who won Battlecode, I think, two or three years ago has posted on his blog a description of, the co- of coding best practices that enabled him to really do well in battle code. He did things like make sure that things are in separate files, that they have sub packages, uh, and, and that he worked on this framework code most of the time, that he wasn't like, trying to just mash out a strategy. He was like building s- systems that he could reuse and use multiple times. He also made a rapid iteration system so that he could test his code against other ways of running the same code. And today, Aaron is here with me to, to uh, set up a system for sort of trading code between us so we can work more efficiently. So, according to uh, Steven, you know, the, he, he was doing strategy only in the last week of the competition. I mean, the rest of the time, he was basically just writing you know, navigation code or something, you know, something very basic. And then he would sort of figure out the strategy after watching the tournaments, like the sprint tournament the seeding tournament.
1: <laughs> OK, just steal the strategy instead of writing it yourself. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. So, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to switch on over to Aaron, and he's going to show how he would set things up to start sending me files in the most efficient way.
1: Hello, I'm Aaron, the less effective lecturer, and I'm gonna tell you that the the most efficient way to share files between me and Max is git. Uh, spoiler alert, it's git. So uh, right. So I have my directory. Um, it's called user test, but it's the same it's the it's a battle code installation, the same as you guys have. It's bouncing. Okay. Anyway, and I have some stuff in here that I want to share with Max, particularly particularly something in the Teams directory, this awesome player, awesomer player. And I want Max to have it. So how do I get it to him? So first, I made a Bitbucket account. Um, it's free. It's similar to GitHub, except the problem with GitHub is if you want a private repo, you'd have to pay for it. So you'd probably end up using a public repo, which means anybody who can guess your username just has access to all your robots, which makes it even easier for them to steal your code and strategies. It's kind of silly. Bitbucket gives you five uh, a private repo with up to five users. We only give you four users, so Bitbucket's perfect. So you make your Bitbucket account, and then I want to make a repo for Max and I to share code. So I'm going to call it. Battle code example. Uh, I want it to be private so that other teams can't steal our stuff. It's going to be Git because that's how I know how to use. It's going to be Java. I create it.
0: So this repository, Aaron, this is going to be, you know, on the internet, and so we'll we'll really be able to access it from anywhere. It's also sort of its own backup system, isn't it?
1: Yep. It it. Backup, it's version intelligent, cross-platform, etc. It's like perfect.
0: Yeah, I was having yesterday or the day before, my computer gave me a bunch of blue screens of debt. I think like one of my memory sectors is failing or something. But I wasn't that nervous because we have everything stored online. True story. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. So git uh, Bitbucket goes ahead and gives me the instructions. So I'm basically just going to follow these instructions. Um, I've already made the directory, and I'm already in it, so I don't need to do this. But I want to do, so right now it's not, the, the installation is not a Git repo, so I'm going to go ahead and make it one. Git init. Now it's empty. Uh, and then it tells me to add this thing as a remote. I'll do that later. OK, so right now it's an empty Git repository. It's not very useful, It's because it's empty. Uh, if I use git status, it tells me that it's that it's basically empty. Does it does it tell me that? No, it doesn't. Oh, I um, forgot to do that. Anyway, yeah, it tells me that there's all these things that are um, untracked. It's not tracking anything, hey, and, and that there's nothing mean, in it.
0: What does it mean when uh, when they're tracked or untracked by git?
1: So it said when I initialized it here that it was empty. So even though there's a bunch of things in this folder, Git doesn't really know or care about them yet, because I haven't told them where they are or what it should pay attention to and what it shouldn't pay attention to. So it's just empty. That's why it's labeled everything untracked, because it's not, they're not yet tracked. So let me make some of these things trapped, tracked. And by some, I mean only the awesomer player, because that's the only thing I want to give Max right now. So I'm going to do git add, because I want to add it to the list of things that's tracked. And I go team slash awesomer player slash robot player OK, cool. Now it's added. So now if I look at the status, now I have one new file. Uh, it's not new. Like I didn't make it, so it's not new with respect to the hard drive, but it's new with respect to Git, because uh, Git didn't know about it before. So, and then these are still on track. So now to share it with Max, I have to commit this change. Like right now, it's just been added, but it's sort of floating around in, in space. So commit really solidifies it into a block of changes that I can give to Max. So uh, initial commit, just because that's the best practices name for the first commit.
0: Yeah, you can see here he's, he's put a message with it. So that when we oh, yeah. look at the commit logs, we'll be able to see his descriptions of what went on uh, for all the changes all the way back to the beginning. And um, we'll huh. have all these things posted in the handy dandy guide. Gosh, I said it again. And uh, so, that, so that you don't have to like, worry about memorizing it. Right now, you just want to get the overview of like, how, it, how we're doing it and how, much, m- how many millions of times more awesome it is to do it this way than to email it to one another.
1: I should mention uh, hyphen A means all, like for everything, and M means um, give a message here with strings rather than having to type it into an editor. Uh, uh, on Windows, if you leave out the M switch, you get Notepad, which is not that big of a deal because it's, you know, it's just Notepad. You just type it in and you hit save and it's okay and you remember to use the M switch next time. But on Linux, if you forget the M switch, uh, most likely it'll give you Vim, which is so complicated and arcane that it took me many times before I even knew how to close it. So It's like
0: escape uh, x- mm. colon WQ or something. It's, it's yeah. absolutely crazy.
1: I think I've gathered that colon Q quits it. And colon W saves.
0: But I think you have that's to like push S to start typing you. <laughs> that it doesn't even like yeah. let you put commands
1: in. You want to stay out of Vim if, I to, if I you're not initiated.
0: You to insert push. Just press your okay. until you're typing. Got it.
1: Well I just use the M switch so I can stay out of Vim because it's it's only for the initiated.
0: I see one question. So do you guys recommend uh, only sharing specific files of time instead of the entire project?
1: Yes. And I'll, uh, I will discuss that eventually. But for now, um, the only things you want to share are things that you wrote yourself and are changing yourself. And I'll, but I will discuss more of that in the future. So right now, I just want to share that one specific file. Yeah, uh, let's get it. Come on. OK. So I need to get it onto, so now it's committed. I need to get it onto here. So I do this thing that it tells me to do. Um, Basically, I'm going to add as a remote, like a thing that's not here. It's a remote. It's somewhere else. So the server. I'm going to add one called origin, just because origin is the canonical name for this sort of thing. And then I follow the URL.
0: You can't copy and paste into that? No. Oh, you can't? No. Oh, mine's better. Yeah. Right now we're um. He's using uh, MinGW shell to type these commands in. If you just put it in like Windows command prompt, I don't think it would work. Um, I'm gonna use Git Bash, which you can no, get. No, git,
1: you're I'm using use Git shell, git, shell. with use Git shell. Yeah, which opens Windows PowerShell.
0: And uh, I can and you can get that online just by Google searching it.
1: Did I? Oh no. OK. Well, that means get remote. <sighs> then I have to add it again. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. How you, that's how you remove or, uh, remotes. Two birds, one stone.
0: That's pretty useful. We did that on purpose. Yeah. That guy's a I'll pay you after lecture.
1: So to check. To check what remote I have, I do the hyphen V. Uh, you might be familiar with like a verbose switch, hyphen V. So I have this. Looks spelled correctly. Cool. Uh, now I push to it. Like, you know, take my changes and push them to origin, which is uh, the name I've given to this URL, to, to this URL. Um, master is the master branch. It's going to ask me for my password because I haven't configured. SSH correctly, but Bitbucket has instructions for setting this up so that your computers recognize each other and that you don't need to type in the password every time. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, okay. Now I it looks like I successfully uh, wrote things to the server. So Max should be able to get them. I don't know. Oh. Did you <coughs> it? No. Uh, no, he shouldn't be able to. Because my repo is private and nobody's allowed to access it but me. So let me change that. Settings.
0: Yeah, I
1: think it was there. Uh, access management.
0: So I'm M4X man.
1: And I want to give him read and write, but I don't trust him to administer it. So write.
0: This is a good idea. I, I, I have a certain tendency to screwing up certain administration jobs. Um, this one not included. No. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and switch on over to me. Uh, and now, now I'm me. I have, I wasn't before, but I am now. Let's see, let's, let's make some space here. On the left, we have, uh, this is where I have Battlecode installed on the desktop. And I guess what I want to do is I want to make this existing <coughs> Battlecode directory the, uh, the main directory for the, the root for my, um, my GitHub version of the thing that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a technical term. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into it. So now I'm I'm in this directory. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to initialize git so that now it knows that I'm interested in using git in this folder. And now now that I'm in it, I will do, uh, what what was it? Git add remote, or Git remote add. Mm-hmm. And I'll go on to this website. Uh, not this one, not this one. I, this one. one, yeah, this one. Uh, and I'm just going to hit refresh here. Um, is this it, Battlecode dash example? Yeah. Okay, so you named it the same thing as you named the previous one? Yep. Okay. So I'm in here and I can just right click and hit paste because I have PowerShell. Um so now I've now I've added it. And so I'll then follow that up with a git pull. Mhm. And that's going to give me um Oh, it says it's not my I need a name? Yeah. Oh, uh you didn't name it.
1: Oh, you I just did, to name it. Yeah, you just did git remote add, and then you just add, you just oh, put okay. the URL, but you didn't you name it. OK, I'll name it origin. No, the other way around.
0: Oh, OK. Get So I'll name it. Where do I name it? Add? Uh, origin, and then the URL. Add origin, and then, the, and then the URL. Yep. All right. We'll have this all written down, so you'll have the instructions in front of you when you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now you should be able to
0: pull. OK, so now I can get pull. And this should get me the stuff that he wanted to give me. Um, now, it may end up being a problem.
1: Oh, you got to pull specifically from Origin Master.
0: Ah, git pull Origin Master. Yeah. If, for those of you who know git already, what is that? so I think it may be giving you trouble because oh. I may already have Awesomer Player. Yeah, just get rid of it. So uh, we're going to pretend that I don't have it. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's go back to Eclipse. Oh, it's black. What is that? <laughs> Yeah, I think Eclipse is very unhappy. <laughs> Have you ever had this? No. Okay, where's the package ex- okay, I'm, we're just gonna- <laughs> these,
1: are, these are Windows, so we should probably just restart both computers.
0: Restart both computers? Yeah, and
1: every Windows computer in the room.
0: Every- oh, right, right. Uh, now let's see, which is the button that gets me the package back? The package, inspector, so window, window, open show perspective, view, Show show view, okay. Uh pack, pack 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 package. Ah, got it. Okay. Hey look, it's not dead. Okay. So let's refresh it. And now okay, now it's updated and you see that it, it hasn't got Osmor player there. So that when I do when I do this. Yeah, that's that, that wrapped around. But now I've now I've done this. If I push F five, is that gonna No? Did it not work? It says here already up to date. Already oh, up to no. date. I think we broke it. Okay. (laughs) What are we going to do, Aaron? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what happened. So you don't have Awesomer? Do you have Awesomer now? I may have Awesomer without knowing I have Awesomer. I'm that awesome. Let's see here. Uh, Nope, nope, there's nothing in there. Should we kill everything and start over? Yep. Right, <laughs> doing it the right way. You saw it here first. <laughs> Wait. Well, uh, okay. So Bitbucket tells me. Wait. Well, yeah, okay. I got the repository an idea. I got has, an idea. Yeah. Make a new package and send me that one. Yeah. A new. Yeah, like like a new. Oh. A new, okay. I'll just yeah, do it again. Something else. Something like right. A different thing. Okay. Um, let's go back to Aaron's computer. See. See if he's. Are you? So, you made a super, a super thing?
1: Super awesome player. A
0: super awesome player. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So now you're pushing that onto the master. Mm-hmm. And then once that's done, I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to me, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going back to my battle code folder. Mm hmm. OK. And now, I've already, it's already got git in it. I'm already good to go. I've set up the remote by doing git, remote, add, origin, and then the HTTPS URL that was available on the Bitbucket website. Well, why don't you do git status, just to check? That I like that idea. idea. OK. So I deleted a thing. You know, maybe if I had just pushed the fact uh, that I deleted that thing.
1: Yeah, maybe that was a bad idea.
0: Well, in any case, we're going to see what happens. <laughs> Maybe oh. if I add it so that it's tracking the thing that isn't there, then, then that'll that'll improve matters.
1: Mm, why don't you just make the repo? Again? Oh no, but then you'd have to type in the URL again. Yeah, let's. Well, I mean, I could okay, just hit fine. paste,
0: but let's do git pull, and let's uh, let's see if it works. Okay. Shall we? Nothing to lose. There's. The, I mean, well, yeah. Only only our dignity. We oh, gotta pull from origin master oh, specifically. Oh well. What happens if I just do it as is.
1: It's no well, good? you got to configure it before you do that. I it said it
0: unpacking does. objects. I think it did things. Well, it oh, unpacked a that. bunch of objects, but I didn't know where to put them, I think. I didn't know where to put them. Well, I put them somewhere now. It, gets, it says one file changed. Fussy. It's fussy? I'm fussy. Yeah. We okay. work together. This is, so this is, uh, uh, OK, now the thing is there. Yeah. And if we wait 10 minutes, Eclipse will start. And then you can see that. But, but while, while I'm doing that, you could talk about the next thing.
1: Oh, next thing. I don't um, know
0: what the next oh, thing is. Oh, uh, FI. Oh, yeah. Yay, there it is. Super awesome. Yeah, that's should, pretty cool. You should
1: watch it. It's super good. Oh, I should watch it? Yeah.
0: Is it the same as the other one?
1: No, no, it's mine. It's my special oh, one. Oh, it's your
0: special one? Yeah. Oh my goodness, you guys are in for a real treat. Aaron is a coding beast, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. This is, this is the representation of his might and his capability right here. Uh, let's Ooh. see here. Super awesome is the red fellow. And there he's going, capturing things, defusing mines. Um... No, it oh, it didn't work. No. Oh well. Sorry, Aaron. Next time. Uh, it's just a small map. So Stupid rush
1: strategy, rush op, oh. etc.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. We'll change the game specs. We'll change, we'll change the game engine if. Oh, I've already done it. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. No. Uh, I, I just didn't get the mo- the latest version, the yeah. Aaron wins all matches version. Yep.
1: Uh, okay. Anyway. What?
0: Want to change your team name to
1: Aaron? From from what? What do you mean? Sorry, I don't understand. Okay.
0: It's okay. It's. Co- it, It's got to do with, it's got to do with corruption. I'll teach you sometime. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about that, of course. So, okay. Um, so I want to, so I do git status, which is always a good thing to do. Like, between every command that you execute, that you ask git to do, before you should do a status and after you should do a status. Which means that since I wanted to execute status to show you, I should have done git status three times. One for the before the git status, one to execute the git status, and one after. Just so that you like, get a really good feeling for what the status is. Um, and you should actually read it a bunch of times. So git status, that's the command I type. On branch master. Master's a branch. Got it.
0: We'll do branches in the lab.
1: Yeah. Untracked files. OK. That's a lot of untracked files. Nothing added to commit, but untracked files present. OK. Nothing added to commit means I haven't done anything. But there's untracked files. That's bad. Okay. So um, when I tell you status is really important, I mean it. But if like, all this red stuff comes up every time you type status, you're going to start like, not paying attention to it. So an important thing to do is to tell git to ignore these things that I never want to add. So I just want them to be ignored. So what I do is I, tell, I open up my favorite text editor, Emacs, um, and I go to directory. And I make a file called .gitignore, and I no longer exists. Okay. Anyway, what .gitignore? Oh man, Emacs is too clever sometimes.
0: See, because he made this file before the lecture in preparation, and then deleted it. But Emacs was like, "Are you sure you didn't want to not have the thing that you deleted?" And then looked for later in a different place, and then he said yes. Now it's empty.
1: OK, cool. So I have this empty file. And to make it ignore like this dot installation information, which I'm never going to add to the repo, I just type in dot installation information. And then to make it ignore everything in the doc folder, because I'm never going to have to share that with Max, because he has it from the installer, just do doc slash star. And then version dot text, etc. Or I get this handy dandy one that I've already written and just Copy all of it. Uh, Yeah. So now that I've made the .gitignore, I saved it. Uh, Now the only untracked things are the other teams. So I could specifically add those. Uh, Team slash example, team slash macro player. Team slash suicide player.
0: Yet another one of his classics.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. Save that. Git status. Oh, the the thing with the squiggly is just another Emacs folder. I'll just ignore everything that ends in squiggles. Anyway. Cool. So now the only thing that's untracked is the .gitignore. Um, so I'll just add the .gitignore. Because I do want to share that with Max so he doesn't have to go through all that trouble that I just went through. Now if I do status, I get this really nice, oh no. Now I have to commit the fact that I've added the gitignore. I do the am switch again. A for everything uh, in the index, and m for not bringing up vim and pulling my hair out. Uh, Message. Make a nice commit message so Max knows what this file's for. Okay, Now if I do status, wow, words, um, I get this really clean status. It even says that my working directory is clean, nothing to commit, perfect. So I'll push that to Max so he can get it, if he wants. I'm going to type in my password again. One two three, A A, B, C, D, E.
0: So I, I noticed that uh, you know, we untracked a bunch of things because you didn't want to include them. Yeah. But I was saying before this that it might be convenient for us to just share the whole of everything. Why wouldn't we do that?
1: OK. There's a lot of reasons not to do it. OK. A couple of things you don't want in your Git repo. Anything that's platform-specific, probably you don't want in your Git repo. So right now, I'm using Windows, and Max is using Windows. But uh, Steven doesn't use Windows. So anything that's on our team, like if I have a path that is something like C you know, backslash users, whatever, that's going to look like nonsense when S- Steven checks it out. So anything platform-specific doesn't go in the repo. Uh, another thing you don't want in the repo is um, stuff that we distribute. By we, I mean we as battlecode people, not we as in this false battle code team that has the repo. So we as battlecode people release an installer that gives you things like example funcs player and documents and stuff like that. You don't want those in the repo because let's say I add example funcs player to the repo. I check it in. Now this is I as the, this guy. Uh, I check in example funcs player. Max is working on really complex navigation code. I have version 1.3 and Max is version 1.0. An example funks player, the one that I just checked in, makes a 1.3 specific function call that breaks if you use it in 1.0. So I check it in, I upload it, Max downloads my code expecting to get you know, some more navigation stuff that he really needs. But he also gets this new version of example funks player that makes a 1.3 specific function call, breaking and, and now his code won't compile at all. And now he has to interrupt the workflow that he was like really deep into navigation. And now he's like, what where is this red X coming from? And find out that it's because it was in a different version, and he has to go download it from battlecode.org, and then install it again, and then update, and then find out that the update doesn't work on his computer, and he has to fix that. Like all of this, and then in the process forgetting everything he knew about navigation. So when he gets back to it, he's already forgotten. So it's just a pain. So anything that we update, just get it from the installer. Don't put it in the repo. There's no need. Um, Anything binary, don't put that in the repo, uh, because it's inefficient. Git has really good algorithms for compressing and storing only meaningful things about text. So if, I, if there's a huge one megabyte text file and I change one line, Git stores one line. Uh, none of those algorithms that it has apply to binaries. So if I upload a binary and I change one line in the binary, like a binary meaning a zip archive or a picture, if I change one pixel in the image, Git just has to store both copies of the image, which is inefficient. So if you like, store a whole, our whole installer, it's like 30 megabytes. Every time we update, you'll add another 30 megabytes. So instead of this like, 500 kilobyte repo that Max and I have right now, if you kept going like 30 megabytes per installer, you'd end up with 500 megabytes. Bad. Not good. And then um, anything that's personal, like project settings, you don't need them. So what do you put in the repo? Uh, text documents that you've created, like source code or new maps that you want or like a script, or all the incredible documentation that you're going to have for your players, all of that, that can go in the repo.
0: Cool. Yeah, in some past years, we've offered uh, another one of these side prizes for best documented code. Are we going to be doing that this year, Steven? Think a best, best documented code side prize this year? Probably. 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 Something to keep in mind. Keep those uh, forward slashes on your uh, left ring finger. Which is to say, ready. Yeah, that's, oh, I, that's, yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you hit it with your pinky finger?
1: Um, mine is on the the left bracket because I used a
0: Vorac. Oh, right.
1: So, but it's still it's the different. same finger. No, it's the pinky. Oh. How do you go all the way over there with the ring finger? I
0: think I think I was mistaken.
1: I think. Yeah. So it is the same finger. Yeah, pinky. <laughs> pinky active coding. Okay. Cool. So then, we just showed you an example where. Um, I made a repo and put some files in it and pushed to a server. Max made his own repo, pulled some stuff. Uh, he got it. He could do the same thing now, where he can add files and push it, and I can get them, and that's great. But now we have to show you what happens if Max and I both try and change one thing, the same thing. So, and then we get a conflict. It's really scary, and it's the reason why, or it's a reason that some people give up on Git, but we're going to navigate it. It's going to be it's going to be okay. Okay.
0: Okay, let's do this.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's go to my super awesome player.
0: Okay, super awesome.
1: Okay. And I think so you see like I have this number capturing channel yeah. here. Yeah, I see it. Uh I think it's not big enough. Right. So I think you should make it bigger.
0: Well, I think it's not well commented enough.
1: Okay, I'll make it bigger. But but you try and explain it. Which is silly cuz you don't know what it's for. But I'll make it bigger because I think that's important. All right. All right. It's a radio channel, so in case you didn't get it, making it bigger is not going to change it. Yeah. But anyway, okay. I'll pretend.
0: Okay, I've saved my changes.
1: Okay. So I did a status because I'm about to execute commit. So first I did a status. Yeah? Getting getting the hang of this? Okay. Um, now I'm going to do a commit because modified. That's what I wanted. I wanted this player modified. Uh, do nice commit. Um, OK, I would use an exclamation mark here, but no exclamation marks in git commit messages because Bash handles them incorrectly. So they can't have exclamation marks in them.
0: All right, I pushed my excellent change. I hope you uh, learned something from it. If, um, uh, I may say so. It's a wonderful comment. I think that uh, you, know, you really couldn't expect much better. Uh, uh,
1: All right, I'm also pushing my change. But wait, <laughs> didn't work. Why? Updates were rejected because the tip of the branch is behind remote counterpart. Pull. OK. I think that what that means is that because Max pushed and I tried to push to the same place, a... Git doesn't like that because then it wouldn't know which is the most recent version. So it tells me to resolve it by pull. A lot of commands, when they give an error, will tell you what command to fix it with. So because I'm about to do a pull, for someone to do a status, uh, OK, that's cool. And I'm going to pull 1, 2, 3, A, B, C, D, E. Oh, no. Conflict. Look at that. All caps. Automatic merge failed, fix conflicts, and commit the result. OK. Cool. So team, super awesome, robotplayer.java had a conflict.
0: So Aaron, I guess it's up to you now to fix that conflict.
1: Yeah, it is. OK. So I go to robotplayer.java.
0: Oh man, why don't you do uh, window preferences and change your size to something non-zero? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, but I'm so general. excited about fixing it's under, the conflict. It's under general, G- general. I don't yeah, want to fix general. the conflict, though. General. Is this going to fix I, the conflict? I, appearance. Some conflicts have been going on for thousands of years. I think it can wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you go to, and then you go to Java. Oh, yeah, it, okay. it's, it's only like another 16 Windows, you know, a text editor font. There you go, I know, I know. This I know. is terrible. I know, I know. I have to do it every lecture. 16, 16 is a good number. Oh, but let's make it bigger because you have better resolution. His, yeah. his computer a beast, let me tell you. It's a pretty darn nice computer.
1: OK, cool. All right, I've got tons of red. Uh, didn't work. Okay. So the conflict markers are as obvious as they can be. Really big, loud, not part of any programming language. Obviously errors that you want to clean up. Nice X's. OK, so what this is head is the head of my current stuff. So that's going to be my copy. And then this really long number here is the hash name of Max's commit. So this is Max's thing. Uh, Max made a comment, and I changed the number. And so even though I know that... All of my changes are going to be superior to anything that Max wrote. Git doesn't know that. So since it's conflicted, it asks me to fix it. Uh, in this case, I'll take what Max wrote and add it to mine. And then delete it. Not, not the other way around, by the way.
0: Everybody's got to have standards.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't delete that. Okay. Cool. So now it compiles. Probably still doesn't beat the stupid rush player OP stuff, imba. Uh, still doesn't compi- it, it compiles. And now I have to tell Git about the success.
0: Yeah, so so I do a commit.
1: It. But before I do a commit, yeah? Getting it yet? OK. Uh, oh, it deleted awesomer player. That's what Max did on his computer. Um, And we both modified robotplayer.java, pointing with with my mouse. I remember. Um, OK, that's cool. But I fixed it, bless you. So merge a success cake imminent. Is that the right spelling? It's close. OK. OK. And then I push that.
0: Oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Git pull origin master. I'm ready to push this button. And yeah.
1: Cool. So that's a conflict resolution, which happens more than is pleasant, but it's not too hard to deal with once you know what you're doing. Um,
0: If we had edited different lines of the same file, there'd be no conflict, because GitHub's so smart about which lines were changed and which which weren't. So it would just go ahead and it would merge those automatically.
1: All right. So before Max takes my changes and starts messing around with them, uh, I'm going to just mention, but not thoroughly explain, a bunch of super useful Git commands that are, like, if this wasn't enough, then if you go and look up these commands and what they're for, then you'll be convinced that Git is uh, essential. Git checkout. well, git log. Let me do this. If I show you the log, which is something I forgot to do, if you do a status before and after each command, after you're done with the second status, do a log. Uh, and log tells you what's happened, pointing at the mouse. OK, right? A bunch of things. Like, this is the whole history of what happened. So, git checkout lets you um, take any of, the, any of these points in time and set your repository, like your working copy, the copy on disk to what was here. So if I want to go to what happened before the bigger numbers commit, I could check this out and do git checkout. Um, Git branch. Branches lets you have parallel workflows. It's really smooth. Um, I have this document that I found online that describes a really good, really useful way of of using branches. I'll discuss it in the lab. Um, Git reset hard. Commit is like a way of saying, these changes are great. They're solid. I like them. Keep them. Um, anything you haven't yet committed can be obliterated by reset hard. So you uh, accidentally RMRF one of your players, or you make some change that accidentally causes a divide by zero, and you have no idea how, and you've spent a half an hour looking for it, and you've just like you given up, and you just want it gone, get reset hard. Goes, Just obliterates anything that's not committed, Stash does the same thing, but puts it somewhere. And then you can take it back off with stash pop. Uh, GitK summons a GUI visualizer of the entire history. Let's go ahead and summon it. There's our our history. There's some diffs, what was changed. This was the merge, how how it looks. Great for visualizing stuff if you're not, um, or even if you are good at reading the terminal. other commands, diff uh, shows you the difference between two commits. Like if I added comment to message channel, what? I don't remember that. What comment was it? I could do GIF, git diff between 31d and the thing before it. Um, oh, 31d was ambiguous. 1.6.
0: 490, 490
1: was ambiguous. Make it e36. Cool. And then I get. Oh, that's where I deleted. That's where he deleted awesome player. It looks like he added awesome player, which means I probably uh, specified in the in the wrong order. And then yeah, so that's the comment. Cool. So that's diff. Um, revert makes the inverse of a commit. If you want to get rid of one. Um, bisect lets you do a binary search through your history to find a bug. Like if you find out that like something. You find out like some cache you wrote three weeks ago doesn't work anymore. And like it worked when you wrote it, but it doesn't work anymore. But you haven't worked on it at all. So it's clearly like something caused by something else. And you don't like it doesn't work this commit, it doesn't work the commit before. So something you wrote somewhere in the last three weeks broke your cache system and you have no idea where it was. And Git bisect lets you binary search through your commit history to pinpoint the location of the bug. Uh, look it up, it's like too complicated to be explained in thirty seconds, but it saved me a lot of time once. Where I was looking for a bug for like four hours, I gave up. Bisect let me find find it in thirty sec, like thirty minutes, and if I hadn't, well, you know, programmer time. If you had, if I hadn't used bisect, I really would have just had to rewrite sections of the engine. Like there was no way I was going to find it. It was something really dumb. Um, blame uh, does what it sounds like. So if I do git blame on um, uh, tells me who is responsible for every line, and the evidence is clear. The only person I can blame blame for super player, super awesome player's loss is myself. There's like, there's nothing here except me. It's all me. Um, if Max had changed some line like this one or whatever, if it wasn't checking this encampment thing right. And it it would have said max man, and I could have tracked it down. But no, it looks like this file is all me, and it's the only person I can blame for my defeat. But anyway, blame. Blame people. Uh, It's great.
0: That's a pretty good summary. It seems like you've talked about quite a lot of functions. (laughs) No praising,
1: only blaming. I actually think there is a less negative version of blame that does the same thing. But use blame. OK.
0: So you've covered what you need to cover.
1: Covered Um, what I need to cover.
0: We've shown you examples and things. We've given you summaries. I'm sure your mouths are watering already. I want to give uh, a little bit of a, of a demo because the sprint tournament is coming up so soon. Sprint tournament submission deadline is Monday. So this is how you would submit. So if you haven't submitted already, you, uh, you right click on the robot that you want to submit. And you go to export. And uh, I think the instructions for this are online. Um, yeah, we're going to switch to my computer. My goodness, that makes a lot of sense. So here we are. I'm going to right click on the robot, that I wa- the, uh, robot player that I want to uh, submit. This is the package. I export uh, archive file. And I have to name it my team. So I need to actually change the package name to team, and then my team number in three digits. Uh, Otherwise, it doesn't work. And then I'll just export it to an archive file. And this would export it to the desktop. And then later, I can go on to uh, Battlecode, and I can say, all right, upload my player. And I'll be able to choose the JAR file from the desktop where I've got it. And I can give it my own name, and then I can submit it. And it'll tell me uh, whether it was compiled and worked successfully. So that's a complete introduction, uh, entirely complete uh, uh, explanation of Git. uh, Everything you ever needed to know, except for the things that we're going to go over in lab. No, Aaron's shaking his head. There's a lot to learn, and it it only makes your life easier. It only helps, um, except when it doesn't. So with that, the next lecture is going to be on uh, swarm, and I'll also cover some topics in debugging. So you're going to watch like robots dancing around in very uh, mellifluous—is that the right word? Well, in, in any case, they're they're going to dance in fancy ways, fancy pants dance, and uh, and that'll and that'll take care of it. So thank you for coming to this lecture. I hope you enjoy the Thai food, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>